What's up, everybody? Welcome to Relatably Fit, the podcast where we share relatable ways to get fit, stay fit, and have an actual life no matter who you are. We are your hosts, Brandon and Tiana, your resident NYC fitness coaches, passionate about all things movement. Today's, <laughs> today's guests are Matt and Janelle, two of our very best friends who we hiked Mount Kilimanjaro with last Kili. month. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hi. Hi. Thank you very for having us. Excited, of Fellow course. survivors. Yes, we, we made it up the top. <laughs> oh my Barely God. intact. Mostly. Mostly, <laughs> mostly. mostly intact. I'm telling you, with most of our body parts. Nothing, nothing like hiking Kilimanjaro. You know, you just have to do it. Yeah, is that, is that how you yeah, feel? No, that's 100%. You, you <laughs> it's like a brisk morning lived. walk. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you haven't lived, you know? It's Have you just lived if like you haven't hiked? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. It's exactly <laughs> like a brisk morning walk. Nothing more, nothing less. 100%. Yeah. But, um, so how do we, so we know Matt and Janelle because Brandon and Matt were. We, we were track buddies, track gods together back in the prime <laughs> of life. College pals. track pals back in the day. Um, yeah, we both went to Northeastern University and ran D1 track and field, burning it up. <laughs> Reggie Lewis Senna, you know what it is. What does that even mean? Don't, don't worry about it. You're not in the know. You, didn't you run know D1. what it is. <laughs> you, you know what it is. Need I say more? Wait, so I have a question. Do you guys have a moment where, like, you do you remember meeting each other? Like, the moment you met each other, was it like a like friendship at first sight? Like, what was the situation, or is it just like <laughs> friendship you just remember, at first sight? Yeah, it was everything got very just... blurry, foggy. And it was like whatever <laughs> the, the friendship split. version of Cupid is, just flying around us. No, I, I was a couple years down. older than Brandon, uh, so uh, I I remember like uh, what was I? I was like. That was in my third year, I think, uh, when he came in and or maybe my fourth year or whatever. And so I remember like all the new the new rookies coming in and being like, the ah, newbie. these guys like what? They don't know what Young they're bucks. in for. Um, so I don't remember meeting Brandon specifically like on the first day, but I remember like getting to know everyone in his class over time. Uh, and it was really weird because like we had our class who was like, you know, we had a bunch of uh, very close people in our class. And then there was two classes between us. And then Brandon's class, there's a, you know, everyone in his class was very close. And then we got very close. I don't know why we didn't really vibe with the two classes in between us or whatever, but like, <laughs> just, we got very we close classes. as like a class. Like, and, fuck and, those guys. Uh, we like, classes, yeah, we, we, we vibe, mess I with guess. Them. Yeah. I love it. No, I just, I remember, um, I think one of my main mem- memories of you, Matt, is probably from that party at the end of the year so like it probably been mm-hmm. a whole year of running together and working out i was also a freshman i was quiet i was shy i was shook do you mean just <laughs> to be real like i've never run as much in my life as i did and uh it, at, at northeastern and then also lifting and everything and just like whatever so i really remember you guys from the last party probably like that of the year, um, the one that from where all the photos are from, with, oh, the, yeah. with the dollar signs yeah. in the background. There's a, for there's our like... listeners, there's a series of pictures <laughs> where everybody is Classy giving show. like big 2000s energy, yeah. big yeah. 2000s vibe. There was like very a, low res photos, very yeah, low res yeah, photos, yeah, yeah. and like this Facebook is... memories 13 years ago. The, mega, the megapixels were low back then, you know, we didn't have iPhones. 
from like some random house party you guys were at. Yeah, so I think I remember from then. And I think that that's where, because I was going to move in with all the other guys from my grade. And like, they were like, no, you got to come to this party, boom, boom. You guys were all there. It was your party, uh, obviously. And so, uh, yeah, the, the vibe, I think, just kicked off from there. Because I, yeah. I think the middle group just didn't like to party. They weren't partying. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think that's where we connected because we worked hard on the track and we played hard uh, <laughs> at the not being whack. I was trying to find yeah, something around. I got him. <laughs> got him. And you guys both made make music together. Yes. So yes, you had yes, like the yeah. musical so the music connection. Stuff as well. So yeah, there was there was a lot of connect there. And then. Who was a faster runner? Um, Matt. No, was, I don't so, know, man. You know, we, we had different events too. <laughs> Yeah, we had different events, true. and uh, Matt still beat me in mine. But that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what it is? Matt's tall. Matt's got, got the legs, man. The long legs, got those so legs. every stride is like an extra you know? couple inches, you know? Well, I guarantee I wouldn't win now. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that's you damn right. Damn right. <laughs> damn right. Act Brandon's like, like it. Let's go race now. Act, let's go. No, no, no. Let's not do it. Just just believe that you wouldn't. Um, but then, but then uh, Janelle and I met at a wedding where the men were groomsmen. For another one of our track buddies. For another buddies. one of the track buddies. <laughs> and so they were doing like groomsmen stuff all day. And Janelle and I were like, you look cool. Like we should just go drink wine and eat cheese all day. And we did. And we talked about travel and wine and life. And after that, like it's kind yeah. of just been like a vibe since then. Yeah, yeah, a lot of travel, wine, and cheese since then. That's that's like primarily what we do, I would say. Like that's <laughs> those are like if I had to if I had to say our friendship is based on three things, it would be travel and wine and well, cheese. Weren't like, you honestly. guys didn't you guys not have last names in the phone oh, yeah. for a while? Wasn't it just Merlot? Yeah, not even for a while, still to this still to, to like day. still wow. You're in my phone is Tiana Merlot, and I remember yes. when I was putting together <laughs> invitations and stuff for our wedding i had like a moment where i forgot your actual last name and i'm like shit what is her what is her last name because she's on my phone is tiana merlot like that's yes. just how i think of you janelle janelle is also janelle merlot in my phone i did almost change the name to um janelle jenga fingers merlot <laughs> after a really epic jenga game when we were in salem together where she like like really just, just like murdered the Jenga just, piece. The Jenga game was on point. Yeah. It was nothing like I I've think, ever seen. I think they discontinued Jenga after that. Yeah, it was like I she mean... I don't think you can buy Jenga anymore. She they the started heat. making it out of titanium. They're like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so Kilimanjaro was actually not our first trip, trip we've done with them. Or the or, first hike. Yeah, no. We have been to let's think. Well, yeah, let's let's list them out. Paris, Spain. Before that, though, Spain. Not like together, but we met up for like I a mean, meal we met in up Spain. At Spain. Yeah, yeah. Know. And Christmas, Spain. like I think we went to like we were in Malaga for a little while. We went to that yeah, so we, Christmas we, festival. Yeah, we yeah, met so... in Spain, and then we are with you guys in Paris, planned for you guys' engagement. <laughs> Congratulations, yes. by the way. Again, again, five oh, years nice. later. Oh, <laughs> It's still a flex. It's still a flex. Proposing in Paris, still and a flex. And then, what was after Paris? Um, there I did was Mexico next City year. or Peru. 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 We went to Peru, we went and to that's Peru. when we hiked. Well, we did the, the, that was the whole uh, music festival year. 
Yeah, we did like we did like oh, well, yeah. New York and Chicago we music did New York, festival Chicago. stuff. We don't count the local trips. Yeah, we don't count. We don't count. If right, you're flying you're domestic, right. you don't. <laughs> right. You, you scratch. You scratch <laughs> off your domestic flight. Dallas. We did Dallas, but that's domestic. We did Dallas. We did Dallas. Yes. Peru is also where we hiked Mount Kilimanjaro. Not, no. no, sorry, that's in Africa. It's where we hiked Machu Picchu because <laughs> that's in Peru. We did that hike with them also, yeah. and then we yeah. went to Mexico City, and then Kenya and Tanzania. Yeah. So these are like our like travel hiking adventure buddies who are like down for all the crazy shit, and we're like, let's go hike a mountain. And they're like. Sure. Yeah, dude, probably not anymore. Now they're like, um, no, <laughs> thank you. We've done it. <laughs> but we go. did that. Let's go stay in a nice hotel. It's like, it's like, but we've done that already. How about something different? Yeah. Um, but so, okay, so tell our listeners a little bit about you guys, like just outside of travel and all this. Like, what do you do? What are you passionate about? Like, what's who are you guys? Hello. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Janelle. I currently work in a biotech company or for a biotech company, but I'm super passionate about travel. I love photography. Um, I love food and art. And I, yeah, I would love to spend my life just continuing to travel and meeting people. And Hiking I was going to say climbing mountains, but <laughs> I, I honestly don't think that's something I want to keep doing. Yeah, I think I'm done. After As this you can trip, see, but after Kilimanjaro, you no longer need to climb any other mountains. This is the one. You've hit the peak. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll do the plug. We'll, hey, <laughs> Got him. We'll do the plug early, too. You can follow Janelle at Well Traveled Souls on Instagram. Yeah. She has lots of like yes. great travel pics. We'll say that again at the end, too, but definitely go check her out. Um, but yeah, Matt, what are, you, what are you all about? Yeah, I'm all about um, living life, climbing mountains. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Reminiscing about my track days. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm a I work in software. I guess is my day job, but it's also uh, sort of related to music, which I would say is probably my biggest passion. So, you know, do a little producing and songwriting and engineering, and used to DJ fairly regularly, although not so much recently with COVID. Why not? Um, What's going on? Oh yeah, just not, people don't want to go out. I guess. <laughs> I keep just, trying to throw these like block parties, but no. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, I'm just you know, I'm married to this one. Definitely uh, enjoying traveling with her. That's one of my favorite things to do as well. Uh, but I would say that you know, music is probably the the linchpin of what mm -hmm. makes me me. Yeah. So Matt, you have a background in like sports and athletics through track. Did you do other like sports fitnessy things? before yeah yeah definitely uh grew up in a very sports and athletics oriented family so i played sports my entire life i think started baseball when i was like four or five with t-ball and basketball probably around the same time and kind of did track in like middle school but not really until high school was i serious about that so it was always a part of my life um everyone in my family kind of played with were three sport athletes um my dad was a uh collegiate all-american in the discus so he was like a, you know it's just it was just a thing it was just kind of like what we did yeah um, yeah yeah you know did you do you have like a movement any like movement in your background yeah so like i didn't grow up super athletic but i was always very active growing up like i've always really loved to hike um 
I've really loved yoga and I've just kind of moved and I've always been active in some way, but I've never really been into sports that much, but like just anything active, I'm usually in it, swimming, hiking, running down the street after people <laughs> <laughs> Besides the sport of Jenga. Falling yeah. off of tables. <laughs> yeah. Frolicking and um, in, in flower fields. The sport of life. Yeah. Oh, you know? shit. Janelle's a heavy competitor in the sport, sport of, of life, life y'all. Get in there. I am actually, I'm, a I'm an avid proponent for frolicking. Like, if mm. I feel mm. like that's, that's a sport in and of itself. Speak on it. Like, just give put me in front of a field of flowers mm -hmm. and I will frolic in, like, oh, a yeah. flowy dress. Uh-huh. I will frolic for hours. Yes. Competitive frolicking, I'm in. That's <laughs> how does one get involved in competitive frolicking? This is a new thing. Well, you're frolicking and then you see someone frolicking nearby and you shoot them a you look. Shoot you're a like, look. I'm gonna oh. frolic so much harder. Okay, there's actually now is it yes. about is it about speed? Is it about technique? Is it, is it about like is it you know, enjoyment finesse? level? Enjoyment level? Like what's like, the uh, yes, all of it. Finesse mm. is key. Mm. If one is going to frolic, one has to, one must frolic with the utmost finesse. Mm. That's key. Yes, okay. you have to be. It has to be. You have to be full of joy and glee, yeah. obviously. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Uh -huh. And 100%. there has to be like, I don't know, like a level of villainous, like villainous, villainous levity, villainous, villainous frolic. I did. I didn't villainous, know. Why, wait, hold on. I didn't know. Are we frolicking to take over the world? I'm, yeah, I mean, yes. hey, I didn't know what word you were gonna say, but I did not expect villainous. villainous? I'm super intrigued in what in this villainous frolicking, competitive, competitive villainous, villainous frolicking. frolicking. <laughs> like, oh shit! Like that sounds like something I should be a part of. Sounds, it this sounds is your new Instagram bio. It's, yeah, Janelle, villainous frolicker. <laughs> I think that your bio should Janelle change. Janelle Jenga this. fingers, <laughs> the villainous frolicker. <laughs> it's all. I'm it's all. It. It's all coming together. But so, so, so basically, I guess people like who don't work in like in the fitness industry, like you've still found ways to like throughout your life move and stay active and all of that. Like, how do you continue to do that now? Like, what does fitness mean to you guys? How does it fit into your life? You go, you guys work nine to fives. You work, you know, quote unquote, real jobs. How does fitness find a place in your life now? I mean, I think that it's it's definitely it's easier to slip out of it than it is to like slip into it uh mm. and you know over years of being in a lot of different jobs but mostly you know time demanding jobs or fairly sedentary jobs it's I, I, just speaking for myself i've had a lot of like peaks and valleys not to bring it back to mountain talk but or like <laughs> ebbs and flows of of fitness uh over time and and it's just kind of like there's times where you dedicate yourself to you're like this is what i really yeah I, I i love going to the gym all the time this is great i'm in it and then you'll go into a period of like a couple months where you're just like oh i haven't done anything right um and i think like the act of just reminding like oh moving your body is important i feel better when i do this and keeping that top of mind has helped a lot uh even in the periods where like it's a fall off. You like you haven't done it. Like just knowing that it's a value or that it's important, mm -hmm. um, and reminding of that occasionally is is helpful. Well, that's mm -hmm. good too because I mean we tell people like our clients all the time that it's like they're like oh well like I haven't worked out for a few weeks or even a few months like have I ruined all my progress? Am I like off track? And it's like you know this is all just really like one big long journey and process right. that like 
you've had a couple of months off, like who cares? Like, that's fine. It's still important get back into it. It doesn't have to be like the priority of your life at all times. You know, it's just something that you recall and make time for as you, as it becomes a priority. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just always have it, like prioritize it when you can. And then when you can't, it's not like, don't think it's the end of the world, you know? Cause yeah. even like for us, like, when we tell people that we hike Kilimanjaro, they're always like, what did you do? Like, what did you do beforehand to prepare? And we were like, our regular gym routine, just like we didn't maybe threw in a, a few more days of cardio. Yeah. Like over the course of a month or like three. Yeah. Like, but nothing too specific. And I think it's really great that like having you guys on, I think is really awesome as well that we all went through it and even though you guys aren't like in the industry and working out like as a career, um, we had very similar experiences on the mountain. Yeah, for sure. You know, and yeah. that's like I, what I try to tell people all the time. It's like, there's a range of like movement that you should be in. And that range is like pretty wide. So even if you're yeah. not going hard every single day, if you are moving throughout the week or once a month, and honestly, even for you guys, you guys, built a van this year oh, yeah. you were like moving in and out of uh, um, an apartment into one that you guys just bought and all of that stuff as well you know so like thank you <laughs> it's not like it wasn't a movement year for you guys at all i just try to tell people stay within a range and then obviously we'll, we'll talk about the hell that was the mountain yeah yeah we'll get there we'll, yeah. like, we'll, we're, we'll get there we'll get there um, pole pole. Pole. Hey. <laughs> well, you'll get that's that later. Don't worry. If you, yeah, you'll get that if reference. you did not get that joke, you have not hiked Kilimanjaro. But you know, how, pole do, pole. You know, how do you feel that fitness fits into like to your life currently? Yeah, I mean, it's currently, it's kind of a struggle now just because I'm working kind of like a sedentary job and it's my first time in a long time working one that's kind of mm -hmm. sedentary like and i've been at this job for like six months eight months but prior to that i was working in restaurants and waiting tables and and i was active all the time i was on, on my feet, feet literally always. like yeah. 12 hours a day running yeah. around and i would just say i was way more active than i am now it's definitely hard to balance working a nine to five and yeah most days i don't even it's most days it's like nine eight to seven or something yeah and it, it's hard to like get up and find time to find movement um yeah but yeah but but you know on the weekends i want to say like as the weather gets nicer i'll i'll try to get outside more and yeah take some hikes take, take some yeah. short hikes i don't again we'll talk about the hiking and well. and why it's kind of triggering a little bit now but like <laughs> in the past what i would escape to is like going off into nature and hiking and just kind of incorporating um movement into my practices for like my mental health so like right. taking a walk <laughs> taking a short hike um frolicking of course but <laughs> villainously <laughs> That, that gets the heart I just imagine like a scowl, but you're still joyful. It's very confusing. Yeah. It's in the eyes. Like I'm joyful, mm. but then like if you, <laughs> once I, when, the moment it gets competitive, that's when the villainy comes out. Mm. Really, right. like it's in the eyes. It's like mm. Waluigi winning a Mario Kart race. Like he's happy, <laughs> but he's still a villain. <laughs> 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 oh, <Waluigi. That's> <laughs> 
mean, I don't know. I mean, for me, it seems like too, it's like movement or like quote unquote working out hasn't always been like necessarily like I'm going to go to the gym and work out, but it's like you're on right. your feet waiting tables or you're going right. to go into nature and take a walk. Like these, these ways that aren't necessarily like in the gym or like workout specific that still contribute like above and beyond to your over, like people really underestimate and undervalue the ways that just regular daily movement like oh a walk yeah. a walk for yeah. so many calories Not like even, a walk like, just walking like, is like the you, best thing you can do like, for your body honestly yeah. blood like, pumping and just is great for your mental health as well and just getting out and i know that over the past few years um that hasn't necessarily been something that people have been able to do as far as like getting out and doing all that but now that we can really that's the best way to to keep yourself moving well with COVID, i feel like that was the biggest drop was going from like especially if you're in a city like we're in new york there in boston if you're in a city it's like you're you're just walking a lot like just not, not even trying to work out you just get a bunch of steps and you're moving yeah. and then COVID hits and it's work from home and all of a sudden like all that yeah. non-workout movement is completely gone and then like all of a sudden the not hitting the gym becomes much more serious because you're not getting all the movement in those other those like other areas yeah. and ways yeah. i love like i love like that, you know, like when it's like, yeah, I just would like go for walks or get outside or be on my feet in my job. And it's like, those are, those are the real ways that like fitness, like that movement, not even like this movement shows up yeah. in ways yeah. that don't have to be inside of the gym in this like specifically defined way. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. But I feel like we all want to get to the mountain. Yeah. It so... keeps coming up or we don't want to get to the mountain. Or <laughs> so, so guys, what, 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 what made you guys want to hike Kilimanjaro? Cause I know for me, it was just uh, <laughs> Tiana. Like that's the only- Brandon if, had if an overwhelming that, desire. I, yeah, I did not want to do this at all. Actually, I think Tiana mentioned it when we finished, while we were still on uh, the trail from Machu Picchu. I think she is when she mentioned it. I mentioned it, it the I day went... after I had a mental breakdown crying on Machu Picchu one night because it was like rainy and cold and my knees hurt. And I cried that night, fell asleep, woke up in a much better mood, had a lovely day, and then was like, let's hike Mount Kilimanjaro. And Brandon was like, let's like, take it down a notch. But I'm like, but we're on, we're on a hike right now. Like, and, you, and you just cried last you just night. Cried, so maybe like... And I got wet while you were crying. <laughs> I have to stand outside the tent, so this sounds like a bad idea to me. But you know, so what about few you guys? Years later, what made you guys want to hike Mount Kilimanjaro? I honestly do not remember the conversation that we had, Tiana, about hiking Mount Kilimanjaro because I just, I just remember us agreeing to do it, mm -hmm. and then it turning into okay, let's also add Zanzibar and a safari, etc up until the point up until like three months before we were set to go and i'm like wait why am i hiking mount kilimanjaro i don't <laughs> want to hike this mountain it, it really escalated it really like, why am i doing this it really well, I, I i do know it was all my fault for sure like i know that it was my <laughs> i know it was my idea i know that like i'm under no um you know no false there's, impressions yeah, about no what happened here, here. But yeah, but you guys right. wanted to do it too right like it wasn't like like matt you wanted to do it i know yeah. i know you wanted to I, I do, I kind of remember the conversation and I remember it, it coming up and I remember just being like, checking in with myself, being like, what's my initial reaction? My initial reaction is, oh no. Yeah. But then I'm like, let me sit with my reaction and like feel, like think, like absorb, marinate on this a little bit. And 
eventually I kind of like came around to it. I was like, oh, you know what? I think like I would like this. And for a couple of reasons, one, it's an insane thing that most people don't do. So it's kind of just a flex. Like that's not mm, a reason to sure. do something just because it's like, a flex, yeah, but that. like, nah, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, that's kind of cool. A flex is, I flex has always been the reason for me to do anything. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not a non-reason. It's, it's not, yeah. not, a non-reason. not enough. Yeah. yeah and so yeah, the yeah. other things for me were like, one, it's a challenge and I've always enjoyed like finding ways to challenge myself and then coming out the other side and being like, oh, I could do this. It almost doesn't matter what it is, but just be like, oh, the capacity I have for willpower or to, um, uh, absorb and, and take some form of like difficult situation or whatever. I'm growing my capacity for flexibility mm-hmm. um, and for being like anti-fragile and things like that. And then the other yeah. reason was, I'm like, Machu Picchu was awesome. I love the Inca Trail. If I do Kilimanjaro, then I know I can be like, that's my last one. I don't need to do another mm-hmm. long hike. And so if I do this, I have a legitimate reason to be like, boom, I did like, it. I you, you have a real reason to say no to any yeah, other future. Hikes. Yeah, like, my, my pre-Kilimanjaro <laughs> life were like long multi-day overnight <laughs> hikes around the table and my post-Kilimanjaro life where they're not. It's great. Yeah. You're like, like, you're like, like, this is the bridge I must cross. You're like, if I check yeah. it off, I never have to do this ever, ever again. Okay, yeah. so, but Janelle, you mentioned, okay, so like we, we all said yes. We're like, we're going to do this. But like leading up to it, you're like, wait, what? What? What's happening? Why? Like, how did you? How did you feel leading up to the experience? Like, what made you nervous or excited or scared or like dreadful? Like, what was like? What were you feeling? All of that. I was feeling uh-huh, all uh-huh, of that uh-huh. for sure. I like. It, I was definitely anxious about the idea of hiking for seven days and just like sleeping on the side of a mountain mm-hmm. in a tent for seven days. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I do love hiking. I've loved hiking. I've been hiking since I was like a teenager and it's just been an outlet for me that I really have grown passionate about, but I don't really do that many overnight hikes. So the idea of being out there for that long, that length of time with like no running water, no toilet and just no luxury of home was a little scary. And then like the physical aspect of it, I didn't make me as nervous. Like I knew myself and like, although I don't consider myself like a super fit person, like I am active and I, I trusted that my body would carry me through and it did. Mm -hmm. Um, It was mostly the other things that kind of made me feel more anxious. Yeah, I'm like hiking. Hiking is different from like trekking and camping. Like these are like those are different experiences. Like a day hike versus like I'm gonna trek over an extended period of time and camp outside. Like that's a different. I think that that Machu Picchu was a good start. Oh, for sure. Just because like how many days was that? Like it was four. It was was three nights, four days. Yeah, that that was. I think I think I would have struggled more with the overnight on Kilimanjaro if not for Machu Picchu. I think it was a really good. I had no mental breakdowns on Kilimanjaro. Well, that's not true. I did cry. But I mean, that was like some. That was like wasn't a. a, We all cried. That was a a big physical breakdown. I had diarrhea. Like we all fucking had diarrhea. All right, get off me. (laughs) Oh, I also went blind on top. No big deal. I'll tell you. We'll we'll get get there there later. It's fine. But um, but not. I mean, I I cried at the top, but I feel like that's just kind of part of. That's a given. I I feel like Machu Picchu definitely prepped all of our minds and bodies, at least for what to like generally expect. expect. Yeah. Yeah. 
what was going to go down, what what to prep Even for. Even for the altitude and things like that, we were like oh, yeah. just prepped. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, did you guys yeah. do anything special to train for the hike at all? Like, did you guys work out differently? Did you do more hikes? Like, what did you guys do? Yeah, we, we did a couple of, of hikes. I think the biggest change that we made was just more uh, Stairmaster. Like, yeah. we did a, a oh, bunch yeah. of Stairmaster, um, which is not something I've, like, ever done. Um, it's fucking hard. Yeah, it's, I'm like, oh, Stairmaster, brutal. fine, whatever, I squat. Yeah. But then, yeah. like, no, <laughs> Stairmaster is no joke. It's intense, man. But I don't know, like, how did, how did you feel, like, the training was? It was, it was okay. I mean, I feel like I maybe could have trained a bit more. Um, I probably could have done a little more cardio. I think that would have helped me on the hike because it probably took me like three and a half days to like learn to control my breathing on the hike. Mm. But I probably could have used a bit more cardio. I definitely could think the Stairmaster helped, um, but I could have used a bit more. I think it would have like prepared my body a little more for what Kilimanjaro had to offer. But like all this to but say I mean, though, that like- you, you guys were like definitely after, I, I feel like we were wrecked after summit day. After summit oh, day. Yeah. You got, oh. if you look at the pictures, guys, it, it, we'll <laughs> Shannon, post them up. So my sister and our sister-in-law literally said like, Matt and Janelle look like, like kind of okay. Were, like Tiana and Brandon, like what photos, happened? And I was like- <laughs> and we really? That's so we, nice we to hear that we yeah. fooled everyone. <laughs> we fooled yeah, everyone because we were. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah. all this to say, though, I feel like I feel like we've gotten a lot of questions from our listeners and you know followers about like how did you specially train for this? Like, what do you have to do? And like, honestly, for all of us, I'm like, we, I think we all made some some adjustments, but like, none of yeah. us did like an intensive training program. Like, we all kind of went into this like at you know maybe slightly different levels between the four of us, but like none of us were especially prepared or like mountaineers or had done some crazy right. training. Like we right. are kind of like some just like normal people people up there that were able to do it and succeed. Yeah. And like that feels good. It's like we were yeah, just it's awesome, not something that you some necessarily have to like go through a major regimen to to accomplish or tackle. Or any of that and also like we like i said like we had similar experiences all the way through the hike you know like i do feel like there was may, maybe we act, had a little bit of an easier time acclimating like on day two but like other than that actually can you guys talk about that like so that so there was a what not all the days yeah, no, okay, no. Okay, okay. but there was just like one so there was one day where we hiked especially high to mm -hmm. acclimate and have lunch that was definitely like, that was like the acclimatization day where yeah, it's like, you're going to be uncomfortable. We're going to take you high so that your body like adapts and all of that. And it wasn't super fun. Can you guys talk about like, what was that? Like, what was, I think that's a hard part for you guys. What was, what was that like for you? Yeah. Um, so that was day three. And honestly, I, I think that was the hardest day of the hike for me. Summit like harder was, than summit. So harder than summit in, in different ways. Like mm. day three felt like torture to me. And it was the first time I really felt any type of altitude sickness. Um, and I just felt everything all at once. And like we were on Diamox, which mm -hmm. it, you, you take and it helps you acclimatize. And like our oxygen levels were fine, but 
I can't even imagine what we would have felt or what I would have felt if we weren't on Dymox because I just felt like I was dying the whole hike and I was just dredging along and just like trudging through this like misty, misty trail. And it seemed like it would never end. And it was, it probably wasn't even that long. I think we hiked that day to lunch at, for like five, four or five hours. Right. But it so. felt like, it felt like 12 hours. Yeah. And it was and really it was like, just... it was like nausea, headache, like classic altitude mm -hmm. symptom stuff. Yeah, nausea, like I was just incredibly nauseous and like stopping every five minutes to go to the bathroom and mm -hmm. um, having a really difficult time catching my breath. And just everything was just grueling. Everything felt so hard to do. Just taking like a little step was took all of my energy and we were walking pretty slow. And I had to like, just keep stopping to like catch my breath, to go to the bathroom. And like, mm -hmm. it was really, really hard for me. Yeah, that, that day was definitely a, an exercise in mental toughness, it, mm -hmm. much more than the physical toughness, I think. Cause mm -hmm. it was difficult uh, for sure, physically. But I think that's one of the places where it doesn't, it didn't really matter. It did matter how much you trained, but it was more about just, are you able to find a place within yourself to push mm. through? Uh, mm -hmm. or, or are you with, which is what worked for me, because I was like out of it. Are you able to like get out of your body a little bit and just let your yeah. body go on autopilot? Right. You know it's going to take you where it needs to go. You're following the uh, people's footsteps in front of you. You know, you got people behind you supporting you and just kind of let go. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the only way, because that was... Yeah. That was a tough day. But you're right though, and it is one of those, yeah, no, go. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm like, it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, like sure, we, yeah, we could have trained more, but like altitude is one of those things where it's it like, gets you. it, it yeah. impacts you kind of no matter what. And it's just like, no, like it's no matter how hard you train, it's not all gonna be easy. And you're gonna yeah. have a moment where it's really, difficult and you want to quit and it is this mental game of like can you can you sit with the discomfort can you stay in it and can you just decide to keep putting one foot in front of yeah. the other and i think regardless of training level like every hiker well, will get to that place there's um when we've talked about it like we've had other friends whose either brothers have gone or other people have gone or whatever it is and like there have been people who've trained and have done other mountains and like been fine in other places who have just gotten altitude sickness on that mountain on that day or whatever it is and then had to turn around and there's been other people one of our friends yeah. like cousins did the hike and he was like oh that was like one of the easiest hikes i've done and i was like well all right like cool <laughs> fuck you then i guess but like i think that's <laughs> not necessarily it's not necessarily based on like fitness level or like if you're within a range like if it's gonna get you it's gonna get you yeah and that like and uh it's about, and if you're on the line, it, it's about like digging in deep and, and finding a way to put yeah. one foot in front of the other. Just like, just like, trying. yeah, I, I think the thing that, you know, we could have been better trained and maybe some things that would have gone easier, but the things that would have made it harder, I think would be if we were in either a group of people we didn't know or totally. alone with, with, uh, um guide that we didn't vibe with or something mm, like yeah. having the accountability and the sort of group energy kind of guiding yeah. all of us probably did just as much as obviously you have to be somewhat trained but um there's a lot of external like mental and and um 
you know, emotional factors that I think really pushed us forward. Yeah. 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 And and to be honest, it was that day that really like um made me feel attached to the motive my own motivation, my personal motivation for finishing that hike. Right? Like y- you asked at the beginning, like why did we decide to do this hike? Some people hike because they are mountaineers, they want to hike to the top of every mountain. Um that's not why I decided to do it, but as the hike got closer and closer, I started thinking like what do I why am I going to do this? Like what is my personal reason for doing this? And the reason that I attached to it was um I recently lost my father and he was born in Africa and I thought it would be a nice tribute to him to spread some of his ashes on top of Mount Kilimanjaro. So mm-hmm. on that day specifically, that was my motivation. Like that was what kept playing in my head. I was like I'm doing this. I'm not turning back. This fucking sucks, but like I'm going to keep going one foot in front of the other and like specifically that day, like a song that he used to sing to me and my siblings just kept playing in my head all day mm-hmm. and then every day after that hike. And that was it for me. Like I was just like I'm getting through this. This is my motivation doing this for him. And maybe that's why yeah. summit night was also like not the like the hardest day for you cuz like cuz you're right there right. and your motivation was so strong. Like yeah. my only motivation was to trek and to hike, to be like and to like push my body to this limit and like do this cool thing. Like I just I'm I I love that kind of stuff. I'm like how far can I push myself? I'm into that. But like that motivation is so deeply your motivation is so deeply personal and like intimate and emotional and like it's close it's it's cl- so i feel like that day on the mountain you just had to be like there's no way in hell i turn around like you're just yeah. you, you, your motivation is so clear that you're like i'm just like i'm just in this like well, i'm you, here you hit that point where like you have to look for something beyond yourself yeah and i feel like i didn't hit that until the summit right like i didn't like summit day was just It it was the worst experience of my life. Like nothing else has been worse. I've never been to a worse thing. Like just 100%. Like being up there on the mountain on summit day, that's hell. Like that's legit. I've lived a very cushy, nice life and this has been terrible and that was it. Like that's all I can imagine. And I think in those in that moment like I thought of like my great grandmother and like mm. my grandfather and my dad and my brothers and my cousins and just like i had to look i was like if if it's just me mm. walking up this mountain i don't think that i can do it i will gladly turn around but taking it beyond myself and into something bigger was was a, a main way that I was able to make it up to uh, uh summit day. Matt, did you have any like affirmations, mantras? Like what was in your head, whether it's the whole hike or summit day or How many of your ancestors did you, did you see? <laughs> <laughs> how many how many poles? How many, how many Polish How many Polish ancestors? Oh man. Yeah, all the okay. way back to uh oh, they were in no, Zanzibar. They I don't know enough about those. Oh yeah, they uh, they were. Polish ancestry to speak of that, but uh <laughs> no, I, I think <laughs> I was like, yeah, all the way back to that thing. Uh, no, for me, uh, a lot of a lot of songs in my head that just kept repeating over and over, and just got kind of lost in that. That that was helpful, and specifically on days that were tough, like that day three, going up to Lava Tower or Summit Night. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's a very strange feeling to both simultaneously feel that you know that you could give up at any time, like you shouldn't be doing this and you want to stop and also simultaneously know that you're not going to. Yeah. Like just knowing that, well, I, I know I'm not going to. I know myself well enough that I'm not gonna. Yeah. I want to and I should and this sucks and I'm gonna like look how close the edge of this mountain is. I could just fall off this very easily and be done. <laughs> oh, I think we Which all is something all, that we all had at one point. I, I, I never thought about throwing about myself commit, off. I was about to Apparently everyone else wanted to throw themselves off 100%. the mountain. All of us. But, like, but at the same time, like, but I know that I'm not going to. It's not gonna happen. Like, I, know, yeah. I know I'm not. You have to, as long as you know your, yourself that well and like whether it's true or not, you have a... a picture of your identity of someone yeah, who oh, yeah. does not give up just be like i'm not the type of person 100%. who gives it up so i won't yeah. that's kind of just what was going through my head honestly that kept me going so much too on summit so like i mean the majority of the hike there was definitely hard moments lava tower was challenging there were hard days but like overall until summit night i think brandon and i were like oh like we're i think we underestimated how hard summit night was actually going to be based on the fact that we hadn't struggled too much yeah. previously to that and then summit night so just for our listeners it's what like they wake you up at 11 p.m, PM. like nighttime um not, <laughs> not 11 a.m it's not like a cushy it's an 11 p.m you don't get to sleep in no it's not, it's not like a long sleep in we start the hike at midnight it's pitch black and it's about like a five six hour trek up and it's dark and it's cold and there's no scenery to distract you and the wind was fucking howling and, you know, we all had, I had headphones in and my headphones kept getting knocked out of my ears and I couldn't listen to anything. And I had that same moment as you, Matt, of like, I'm not a person that gives up, number one. Like, I can't like, also like, I'm not, I'm not paying to come back here again and go through all this again to get to this mm -hmm. point to do it again. I don't want to be the first person to break and then like start this chain reaction of like, we all turn around and then feel shitty later. Yeah. And more than that too, I was like, I can't, I can't tell all of our followers on Fire and Voice that we're <laughs> fitness coaches hiking Mount Kilimanjaro, and then we don't make it. Like, like my clients just pretend would you never me. went. You're just like, what do you mean, Kilimanjaro? Yeah, no, we huh? didn't. you must have misread our post. We never went. No, 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 we no, never, no, no, we never, no, no, we never no, said no, no. we, we were actually got that. COVID and we couldn't go. Oh, too. there you go. There you I go. I would have oh, wanted no. to climb up. But you know, I got I'm it. Like, and I was just I'm like, like ah. I can't look my clients in the face and tell them to keep going and keep doing push-ups or squats in their workout. And they're gonna look at me and be like, yeah, but you didn't finish, you didn't do it. You know, they yeah. wanna do that, my clients are great. But like, just mentally, <laughs> I'm like, like I just, I can't, I can't not finish. Like, it's not an option Yeah. at all. Yeah. That, but, that um, accountability was so important. Like, it, I didn't even think about it until you just mentioned it, but it's very true. If I had seen any one of you yeah. be like, I'm done, I'm turning back, I would have been like, me too, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I can't See, be I the first, but you know. Yeah. I, I will say that also the thing with Summit Day specifically, um, and this was not a feeling that I had with Machu Picchu, is that uh, there's no train to get down. Yeah, no. Right, oh in Machu Picchu, you get to the end <laughs> and then you are whisked away on a train. It's beautiful. Right. If we turned around, you still need to walk your ass back down. So for me, I was like, I'm I can, stuck here like, walking either way. It's not like it's you know, it's not like uh, oh, I'm done. Log me out. You mean like just <laughs> log me off of Summit Day? I'll meet you guys back at the last checkpoint. It's like 
you quit and then you still have to take yourself down all, all the way down which is effort like you've and made, you've made a choice to get here yeah. you're stuck here one way or the other you're either going to keep going you're going to be walking for the next like six hours no matter what so so might well, as well let me take up. these vr goggles off and just be done with yeah. this <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. done oh, that was, like i legit found myself like hitting that that sort of wall of like oh let me quit and then just really realizing that quitting is a is a whole nother journey but I just don't get to flex at the end. Of the <laughs> Did either of you ever feel like you were like truly close to, like on Summit Night specifically, turning back? Like, was there a moment, like Matt, similar to you, I was like, not always. I felt strong at moments, but there were moments of weakness where I was just really struggling. Where I was like, if someone else were to bring it up in that moment, I might, I might have said yes can, and turned wait, around. Can, Tiana, can I tell what I think your darkest moment was? I don't even know what my darkest moment was. I think I think it was when you had to take a shit on the side of the mountain, and you had on to summit pull night. on summit night. Day, it was on summit pretty night, bad. Yeah, you had, to, cold. you had to dip off to the side. It was I cold. Was, well, I Those was... cheeks were cold, bro. <laughs> I could see it. I knew I was, that you were freezing. I was I was really trying to hold it, and then I mean we we to, we all experienced moments of, course, of, of um, course. you know digestion issues yes. if you will yes. on the mountain um specifically i wish i wish mine had hit earlier on in the trek like janelle yours were like day th three that was a really that was good timing on your part that was a good thank you strategy. thank you because um <laughs> mine mine Nailed hit it. on mine hit on summit night specifically and i held it for a while and then you know there's a point where you're like it's no longer a choice like it's right. no longer an option like it's gonna be bad and so, you know, I had to run up the side of the cliff, find a little like rock to hide behind. I had Brandon come just to make sure other hikers didn't see. I had to do what I had to do, and I, I was like, not, not even, not even the cheeks, Brandon. It was the, like, I had to take my gloves off in order to, you know, clean myself, and my hands, like you guys, the wind, the fucking that wind up there. It was so cold. It was so cold and like the second I took my gloves off, my hands are like numb and it took another, I swear, like 45 minutes to warm them back up again. And I think that like, yeah, after that, I was like, I was definitely in this moment of like fight, fighting my own mental like weakness and just like being like, don't be weak, like you got this. But, but Janelle, I saw you shake your head though that you were like, no, like there was not, a, you're like, I'm finishing this time yeah. regardless at that point summit night i literally checked out i was like this is going to be hard and it, it was hard but i checked out of course i had moments like matt and brandon as well had of like i i considered what it would take to like just what happens if i fell off the mountain like oh oh the wind is blowing me over here what if i just fell fell down <laughs> They'd take me off the mountain. And I was like, that might be that might be easier than continuing. But I'm like, no, like at this point, let me just go. Like I literally just like checked out, had music on, but like they kept flying out of my ears. But I just I knew at that point, like, this is temporary. Like any moment now we're gonna see the sun rising over the sunrise over the horizon and we're gonna be close. And can we talk about when we did see the sun finally oh rise? Oh my god. Like Stella points. Like Okay, yeah. Stella Point. I would say my darkest moment was right before Stella Point. 
Yeah. Just like right, same, right before same. they told us that like... Wait, hold on. So so for our listeners out there, yeah. Stella, Stella Point is basically like the final marker before like Uhuru Peak. It's about mm. about half a mile away. And essentially, like once you've made it there, like you know you're you pretty much got it, like you're there. The, but the, it takes the terrain like, flattens out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, the hike gets easier. The sun starts to the come sun up is a little up. bit. Yeah, but like, but from base camp to Stella Point, it's like five to six hours of pitch black darkness, freezing cold, no markers, no end in sight, and there you really just do feel like I don't know how much longer this is gonna go on for. So you were saying your darkest moment. Was it, my darkest moment was right before when they uh, when Mr. Jackson told us that we had like he said ten, five minutes, five first. minutes to 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 uh, Stella. Point. I didn't believe him. I was like, you're you're and, lying. Well, I mean, they hadn't lied about the times beforehand really like they were pretty good on the, the time <laughs> i just didn't believe it i was like no but i think right before he said five minutes i was like in hell i was like about to die and he was like five minutes and i came back to life i was like oh shit really and then i feel like he said five minutes and then i feel like 10 seconds later he said two minutes yeah he was like two minutes and then you look up and you see the sign well mm. i didn't fully so at this point my as we're walking my vision had gotten like pretty blurry throughout the trek like i was having a pretty hard time seeing so i couldn't even really see the sign at stella point i saw the shape of it but not like the words and we're there and i'm like oh my god are we here are we here and then like i just they say yes and i sit down and i just start crying and then i hear janelle and she was like is that is that tiana is that tiana and then we just like fall into each other's arms and we're both like crying we're not even at the top yet we're like half a mile from the top still but like we just knew that like okay like holy shit like we're here like we it's a few more steps like we yeah. like that was like the most emotional moment and then we start the trek to the point from there and the sun is finally rising and you just like see this glacier the and glacier and the like colors slow, change the and... yeah the sky is changing colors and you see hikers silhouetted silhouetted against like the the night and it was just like and then you're at the top and i feel like that was like it went from the being the darkest moment to being like the best moment in a matter of like seconds literally the yeah. last moment <laughs> you know i'm like that was that was the moment where for me i'm like it yeah it was truly hell to being like oh like we have we, we got this we got this yeah what was at sella point sella point to the getting to the peak to you guys like what was it like being at the top like what was your experience up there uh cold <laughs> first <laughs> no, and foremost it, i mean it, it was similar that i i definitely broke down at sella point i could not yeah. control it. i'm like what is happening to me I I didn't think I had. I mean, I guess I've been drinking water, but I'm crying more than I feel like I've been drinking. <laughs> and it <laughs> oh was yeah, all of our water froze up there. We all had camel bags. Oh, yeah, that too. That yeah, the no, water it was so freeze. cold that our water, the water froze. freezes in your backpack. So we could not even sip water. You guys, it was bad. Sorry, Matt. So yes, wild. you're like I'm crying no, yeah. more than I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm de I'm dehydrating myself more, but it was very emotional. It felt. <laughs> fantastic and i think without without the acceptance of how hard and difficult it was during the whole trek up and just being like yeah this sucks this is hard i'm not i'm not able to just breeze through this i'm struggling without being able to recognize that on the way up you, you we wouldn't have had that moment of just absolute like catharsis and mm -hmm. 
amazing yeah. connection to that moment at Stella Point and then again at, at the peak. Yeah, it was beautiful. Like I, I will never forget that moment. Like those 10 minutes or so that we were up on Uhuru Peak, I will never forget that view and just that feeling of having made it to that point. And, you know, just watching the sunrise and watching the sky change colors. It was like this amazing, magnificent color of blue. And, and it was amazing. Like there were, and there were other hikers that were just like relishing in the fact that they just made it to the highest point in Africa. Um, I will say <laughs> that enjoyment was quickly like uh, overshadowed by the fact that we that I felt really drunk, like I felt really out of it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. At top, I was at definitely slurring my words. So Uhuru Peak is at what nineteen thousand three hundred and forty-one feet high, I believe. And I'm like, there's definitely videos of all and pictures of all of us up there. We're like looking back at them. We are clearly not firing on all of our no. mental cylinders like we are like fucked up like i you guys i literally could not see i was like blind up like, i could see shapes and colors but like no I, I was blind there's a video of brandon where he's like hey we made it <laughs> he's like talking slow he sounds like rocky like just like punched in the it face a bunch of times like there's pictures of you guys. I know Janelle, you're like, I tried to take a selfie up there and like, I looked back at it and you were like, oh, what was happening here? Like we all, <laughs> all of our faces are like sliding down. We're yeah. just like messed. But apparently you guys look great in photos according yeah. to our sister-in-law. You guys look wonderful. So good job. Well, but Janelle, you had, you had, a, did you, you did have a moment to, to spread your father's, uh, some of your father's ashes, right? I did, I did. And, um, that also like made me start to cry again. Like just that moment was like just deeply personal and emotional. And I was, you know, crying and also trying to catch my breath. I started hyperventilating like shortly after that um, and had to go down the mountain again. But but yeah, that was that was a really nice moment. And it was really nice to be able to honor my father in that way. And, you know, I felt like Okay, like I, I did this thing. Cool. Now let, let me get off this mountain. And now let's talk about getting down. <laughs> because Goodness. you think that it might just be a casual... Like, you know, we, we hiked up this mountain and then to get down it, it was basically a sand dune, like a Wait, really long a... sand dune, right? Like, am I, I couldn't see, I couldn't sand, see much, like but gravel, like, what was it? Pe pebbles. Yeah, a gravel loose. dune. I think Brandon, you, gravel, you had the best estimation of the descent, which was this is the worst reward ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this is the worst reward for accomplishing like, anything. It's like you've made it to the peak of Africa. Now here's a kick in the nuts. Like, <laughs> yeah. find your way down. Really, <laughs> yeah, find like legit. Like my knees for oh for. My God. Two weeks after. I mean, downhill in general is after, hard on knee, the knees. My knee was just jacked up. Downhill is yeah. hard on the knees, and then this was like sand, gravel, pebbles, like, and it took us like what three hours to get back down. Four more. Four hours yeah. to get back down, and like, I don't know what you guys were experiencing, but like, I I had to hold on to our guide and like use my hiking pole as like a blind person uses their like walking stick to make sure I knew like where rocks were, like. 
and we all had to like just sit down and like break and it's like hot and we're just like yeah, the temperature changes really quickly. Well, and at this yeah. point, too, you're like, you've already reached your reward. Like, you've already reached the end goal, but you're not done yet. And that was a hard moment, too, of being like, oh, but, like, but I, what's the motivation now? Because we've already finished the motivation, but somehow we're not back in bed at the hotel. So, yeah, like, I, what is happening here? Yeah, I think that that was, like, a, a real big shocker. And maybe Ugh. this is just... Off Machu Picchu? No, off Machu Picchu and just, yeah, maybe this is, I'm, I can hear like a boomer listening to this podcast being like, exactly, you millennials think it's all about the prize. <laughs> just want to get the prize out. And it's like, yeah, no, you think to a degree, it was a shock to be like, oh, you get the gold star and then you have to do more work. It was yeah. almost like, comical. You know, like, it, it was yeah. almost, yeah. like, yeah. I, I remember halfway down, it was just like, Kind of laughing to myself, like, really though? Like, is this really, <laughs> this is really what we're doing? This is it? I think this is, are we getting punked? This is no. Right. Like, is this the only way down for real, so, y'all? Like, what? Somebody send a helicopter. You better get a helicopter right. in here real well, quick. Well, but then on the way down, so we, you know, we went all the way down this like doom thing and then like rested for a second and then kept hiking like four more hours to base camp and then had to walk like six more hours the next so it was like a multi-hour day situation yeah. but along that hike we saw like these like i don't know how would you describe them you guys like these like metal gurneys metal gurneys oh, yeah. of yeah. sorts that like if someone really needed to be like like taken off the mountain they would bring up these like metal gurneys that they with would the slide with like a wheel they would slide down the mountain that like that was like open to the ground i feel like your spine would be hitting rocks well and that's stuff. what that's what the the porter said they said like sometimes people think they can't make it down and then they put them on the gurney and the gurney's <laughs> so bad <laughs> that, that they're like actually i'll walk <laughs> i'll actually walk and people are like oh okay so it wasn't that bad like it's only like it's worse than walking yeah, Being carried be, down is worse than walking. Like, this is going to be terrible. But do you, do you guys feel that overall, like, did the experience live up to your expectations? Like, how was it different or similar from what you thought it was going to be? I can honestly say I, I didn't have a ton of expectations going in other than I thought it was going to be hard. And that was kind of it. Like, I didn't I didn't do a lot of research on, like, what the different days were, the... the mm -hmm. Uh, landmarks we'd hit or anything like that so it definitely lived up to the it was hard expectation um yeah. <laughs> but i will say that i didn't expect to have sort of the emotional reaction at hitting the peak that literally I, i'll never forget i don't know if i'll feel that specific emotional uh, both breakdown but also exaltation again because of just how it was. So I, I couldn't have expected that at all. I agree with that a lot. Yeah, I, I also didn't have a ton of expectations. I know like I went into it thinking that I really wanted to be mindful every day and like try to take in as much as possible. And I feel like for the first day or two, we were doing that. And like you and I, Tiana had talked about like doing like a daily, um, like gratitude check and like mm -hmm. playing cards and like 
we talked the about guys the are gonna do a push up. The guys are gonna do a push up contest every night. That lasted like two days. One day. No, it lasted <laughs> one day. day. We did it before, the push up contest, yeah. Yeah, we did the push up contest like the, the first yeah. day and then I think we we did a check check in the second day on the hike and we were both like nah we good i feel like the gratitude <laughs> check at the end of the day and the intention check at the start of the day happened i think there was a few days we dropped the ball but i think we brought it back also yeah. but i think we had we had every intention of doing all these things it's just hard when you're up there yeah it really was well, but your it, body's even racked like yeah the exhaustion really like it took it took away from that i think like i was exhausted but I wouldn't say it took away from that because the hike itself was beautiful. The hike itself it was, was like breathtaking. And like, I, I, I am grateful for the photos that I got. I do wish I got more photos at the summit, but I know. Um, none of my us camera, have, no one has any good pictures up there. We literally, all have like- I took my camera, I tried to take some good ones. I couldn't see anything though. I couldn't get a focus. All of it froze. I had a GoPro and then like my, my SLR, DSLR froze at the, at the top of the mountain. Like they wouldn't turn on because of how cold it was. And mm. I think that was like my biggest regret. And like, I've thought about it since. And I'm like, oh, I think I need to go back just to take hey. photos at the peak. I'm not going to do it. So, I mean, don't, so, don't go back to that. Let's just do another one. Let's so, do a different so, one. So would you do it again? That's my next question. Would you do this hike again? I would Awkward not. Do, I would not do Kilimanjaro <laughs> again. No. No, I wouldn't do it again either. I I feel like I'm glad I did it though. Yeah. Like I got yeah. out of it what I think was important to get out of it. There was some lessons. Like you don't. That... You don't regret doing it. No. 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 You no, do I don't again, regret it. Don't regret I don't. I don't think I need to do it, it again. It was a very singular, very important experience. And I think that I like the fact that it stands as that in my memory and in my mm -hmm. history. And I don't need what to have a- What would you say? Yeah, keep going. What would you say? Oh, that? no, I just, I just it, it doesn't need to have a, a, a repeat performance, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, like, I, don't, I don't need that. But Janelle, for the pictures though. If I could ground. find a way to like be helicoptered, helicoptered yeah. onto the- onto the peak that would be cool and yeah, then yeah, take yeah. my pictures and be like hey i already hiked i'm gonna just yeah, like yeah, yeah. take this i've already done private this. helicopter <laughs> like <laughs> three words i'm good okay. google image search you got you the go. pictures you <laughs> and photoshop and photoshop we'll do a green screen and then just we'll be like in long flowing dresses in front of a green screen and we'll just put kilimanjaro yeah. in the background it'll be great but what would you um, what would you say to any of our listeners who might be because we have we have a few people who would kind of like actually seriously want to do the hike. What would you say to listeners who are interested that that they're like, whoa, like this sounds maybe kind of hard or like this sounds like a lot. Like I don't know what what advice or would you give to them? Should they do it? What should they expect? Yeah, I think that if it's something you want to do. I would say do it. I this this was never on my bucket list to do, but I'm incredibly grateful that I did it. I do not regret doing it. Um, it's now been like a month and a half since, and I'm really proud of myself that I did it, and it's something that I'll remember forever. Um, I would definitely recommend to train and mm -hmm. find some like mindfulness practice that you can like take with you to the mountain because you'll need it because some days are incredibly hard. And if you don't have that mindfulness practice, then it's very easy to be exhausted and want to turn back.
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and for me, I would say, well, definitely, if it's on your bucket list, do it because you should just do things on your bucket list, and this is doable、uh, yeah. by yeah. normal people.、Uh, yeah. But the reasons that you might still want to do it, if it's not necessarily just a thing you want to do,、um, around your bucket list, is all of us are more capable than we. Think we are, and we don't know it until we're put in situations where that's tested. And you will leave this experience knowing how flexible, capable, and adaptable you are、mm-hmm. to difficulty and struggle, not just、yes. physical, but mental, mental and emotional in your in your life.、Yes. Yeah. And I also think one of the things that I really took away from this that made it beneficial to me, as someone who definitely was not on my bucket list either, was all of our days and. You know, all of our sort of mental energy is so cluttered in everyday life. Like we're we're dealing with a million things at a time. We have stacks and stacks of worries. When you're climbing this mountain, you cannot do anything else but climb the mountain. Yeah. So yeah, just like realizing, like you're just climbing a mountain. That is all you can do, and that is enough. Is a helpful like reminder in everyday life that you can bring back from this and say, "I'm just doing this right now.、Mm-hmm. It's enough that I'm doing this." And sometimes、mm-hmm. you need a mountain to remind yourself of that. Remind you, there's no multitasking up there. It's just yeah, like no, I'm doing、not. this、there's、one、no、thing、challenge. singularly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I I do think that for me my biggest takeaway is that like. Humanity lives within certain zones, and like we don't take up、uh, all of the Earth, right? Like above a certain altitude on Kilimanjaro, like it takes all of your energy just to keep walking. Like you can't do any of the other things that you consider human things. You know, it's、so、like when people say that like we've conquered the planet or we've conquered the Earth or we've done all these things. I'm like. We've conquered certain areas that we can live in, and there are other areas that we cannot live in, and we cannot conquer those areas. We cannot conquer those spaces. Like being up there, you can't do a put. Like we wanted to do a push-up challenge, like you know, for for ego, for fun, for like you know, I, you know, for the broiness of it or whatever. And it became really, really quick, really quickly apparent that like. Day two, no, that's not going to happen. It actually, we're not supposed to live in this area, and so that means you don't do push-up challenges in this area. You don't do any of. You mean cards? Playing cards does not exist in this area. <laughs> like、we、that、tried. would be too stressful, you know. And so, I think that it's just really nice to know that、um, we exist within a space and within that. I feel like coming back. I've been like, oh yes, like a city, New York. Like I get this. Like I can actually do things within this space because there's a whole another part of the planet that I know I cannot exist in. Can you say the wind and the mountain line? That's a, you have a good takeaway about the、um, how. Well, 
Brandon has this. Well, apparently, which maybe one? Not. The wind is. No, that they've been in the battle for millennia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but it's just like, like he 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 said this to me like eight it? times, well, and I'm, like he has a takeaway that feels impactful that you should but share. But like, but like you know, for me, I think the wind in the mountain, like summit day, the wind wind in the mountain, like they've been at this battle that they're fighting for like millennia, and. Uh, they don't care about us being on the mountain mm -hmm. you know like the wind is like i feel like in new york city or in boston or wherever if the wind is blowing you can turn your back to it a little bit to try to get a different angle on it there is no different angle to get on it on the mountain like it blows and it does its thing it's and not about you it's not about right. you you are going to be cold no matter which right. way you turn no matter what music you're listening to, no matter what's happening, this is going to be rough and it's beyond you. And I think that right. that was really, really humbling oh, yeah. and important to know. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. And even just the idea that all of it was like just beyond us and above and like bigger than us made that experience as beautiful as it was. And just like the nature that you see along the hike is some of it, some of the days were like completely otherworldly. Some of the days I remember yeah. hiking and being like, this seems like we're on Mars or another planet. Yeah, truly. Some of the trees looked like they were, they belonged on, I don't like in Avatar or something. Like they, they were from like an alien planet. I really did forget that I was on earth one day. One day I was like, all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I'm still on my planet. That's strange. Yeah. I was like, I really had a moment where I'm like, I don't know where I am, but it can't, it can't be Earth. Like we went through so many different landscapes and amazing, beautiful vistas. Like it was just, you can't see these things unless you put one foot in front of the other and walk there. You can't fly to these places. Mm -hmm. You can't see it. You have to like, your body has to take you there. And I think that for me, similar to you, Matt, this idea of just like, yeah, it, humans are able to withstand hard stuff like we can do hard shit we can physically and mentally push ourselves to a place where we're capable we're more than capable of these things and testing out those limits and not shying away from discomfort but being able to like make peace with discomfort and not just take the easy route is something that like if you're able to to stay in discomfort there's massive payoff and reward both along the way and at the final destination you just have to like you have to be okay getting uncomfortable and i think that we say we say a lot to even like clients sometimes too where it's like some people when they've never worked out before it's like something gets hard and they stop immediately mm -hmm. and they're like oh well, it's hard it's hard and we're like yeah yeah it's supposed to be it is supposed mm -hmm. to be that is literally part of it that is the thing like you have to be okay with it being hard and i think that applies to so many things in life where it's like yeah it's gonna be hard and you have to stay in it and that's how you get the good stuff you know and i think that this is something that was definitely the good stuff for us and we're really glad that you guys were crazy enough to do this with us and we had a lot of fun yeah yeah like <laughs> <laughs> it was fun on the next night. <laughs> they Everest? did not have listeners. Everest, Everest, Everest hey, 20, no, there's, there's, no, what was no, what was the next one? It's in. Um, we're gonna do. We're gonna do K2? base camp. 
There is. So I will say this. Brandon always laughs at me for like, I'm always Googling the next thing, whether it's the next trip or the next hike. Like that's just me. I'm always like, what's next? But, um, I caught Brandon Googling in our hotel room in Moshi after the hike, he was Googling the other seven summits. And I was like, look at you, look at you. Now, I don't think we're never going to be the ones that hike Everest because you can die and it costs like $50,000 and you need like special ice picking skills. But Brandon mentioned a hike in um, South America that similar to Machu Picchu, no specific skills. Not Machu Picchu, I keep saying, I keep eating my mouth. Similar to Kilimanjaro, no specific skills required. You can just hike up it. Um, but multi-day, it's challenging, it's, uh, it's high. It's two weeks this time, guys. It's a two-week hike. Damn. It's a two-week hike. But I'm I brand can't wait to hear about one. it, guys. I can't wait <laughs> to hear when you guys come back. Take so many pictures. <laughs> take, take all of the pictures. But no, I mean, I think, yeah, we're, we're, we, no, we're definitely down to do more stuff. I think that, um, we're going to lick our wounds for a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, listeners out there, you, sh- you should do it. It was it was honestly incredible, and um, honestly, all four of us were in like a very honestly a similar place for most of it. Like we were just we all made it up there right alongside of the other. We all had similar moments of defeat and doubt and whatever, and a, similar moments of like triumph. joy and triumph and happiness. And it's something that the human that a normal human body can do mm-hmm. it's really more about the mindset more than anything definitely but yeah thank you guys so much for doing the hike with us sharing your experience for sharing your experience for coming on the podcast um is there anything that you want to like plug or promote like drop your ig handles i know you're renovating a van right now to van life hashtag van life like drop all the tags yeah for sure so i am on instagram as well traveled souls s-o-l-e-s um we are actually converting a van it's been like a 12-month project um significant breaks with with significant breaks we're doing it all diy that's um it's been a fun little yeah. COVID project, but the van is on Instagram as well as Well Traveled Wheels. And yeah, you can follow my adventures and our adventures together there. Yeah, and uh, follow those. Definitely don't follow me on Instagram. <laughs> There's no point. Uh, what? I don't. You shared don't a story care. today. I saw it. It was. A, it was. Someone who parked badly. I saw yeah. like, one in the story yeah. that you shared today. If, if you want to see like no posts for like months and but, then just a string of just things that I find funny. He's also a dope producer and he often shares yes. his music on his Instagram. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, if you want to do anything, Matt, don't yeah. follow me on Instagram. Follow Janelle on Instagram. No, fu- Killer you can, you have like, you can, you you can, have like a SoundCloud? Yeah, you can follow me uh, or you can just, just listen to some of my music on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal sound about whatever under killer kowalski that's k-o-w-a-l-s-k-i look for it listen to a couple of the songs there'll be more this year and follow janelle if you're in boston maybe 
as COVID hopefully comes to a close, more live events, DJing in Boston, who knows? Yeah, the I'm trying to get back on Twitter, right? so follow me on Twitter, I guess. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> after, after that, after, you got a new uh, sweet profile pic on Twitter, right? Yeah, somebody took it in uh, in Kenya, the, uh, hey. you know. Um, one of the, the podcast hosts here took my Is it your Tropicana Matt picture? It's Tropicana Matt. Matt. Yeah, that's not my handle. It's just Killer, <laughs> it's just killer Kowalski but underscore. But, but it did inspire really me to get back this really serious picture of Matt looking like a mob boss in a lush jungle. It's pretty clutch. So you should it's definitely follow him on Twitter and check out that picture and his other content he might choose to share <laughs> up there. But thank you guys again so much. Thank you to our listeners for checking out Relatably Fit. Feel free to share and come back to the next episode. We will see you guys back here next time. Bye. Peace. Thank you. Those guys for you. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs>